What is good with the people out there? I am Damo, the political plug. I'm here with my dog, Toya G. This is the Chop Up Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you, Toya? Smooth, yo. It's uh, been a long day. It's been a, a trying week, but you know, we're here and we're almost to the end of it. So I feel good about that. One thing I do know is that the Chiefs are going to win the AFC Championship game against the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and they're going to go to the Super Bowl again. And so that's that's how I feel. That's that's the time okay. I'm on right now. Okay, I'm I'm on that same time with you. Go Chiefs. What's crazy is that we get the Patriot treatment now. Everybody hates us. Yeah, we do. Nobody well, used to care. The Chiefs like nobody really cared about the Chiefs, right? But now that uh, now that we are, I used to hate the Patriots. Fair play, you know. Yeah, I mean, so hey, it is what it is. Uh, but we want to welcome y'all to this to today's conversation. We're gonna be finishing. We're gonna actually have the conversation about Charlemagne that we wasn't able to have. Uh, last week we're gonna get that episode yeah. about per we're gonna get that episode about purpose up we had to edit it up because of the technical difficulties but the conversation was amazing something for y'all to think on so if you missed it uh we're gonna get that up so you can be able to see that um but before we get into this conversation with charlemagne um we have we got a new segment toya introduced it last week we got a mm -hmm. uh a, and we have another edition of that segment this week uh and it is called who's mad this week Who's mm -hmm. mad this week? And yeah. today's who's mad this week is uh, about a what's up about me? No, not me, not me, not me, not me, not me. I, I have an opinion on it. I have an opinion on it, but you know, uh, I'm not necessarily mad about it. Hey, uh, straight up, shout out to J Universe. Hey, just having you here is enough, bro. Appreciate it. Uh, but who's mad this week? In Atlanta, there's a a studio a booth or no, not a booth, but a studio. Um, a pole dancing studio that offers pole dancing classes to children. All right, you got some people that's riding for it. You got a, you got a, other people, uh, a lot of other people that's more like I mean, a lot of people on both sides. Let me not quantify it like mm -hmm. that. But one side uh, feels that you know this is inappropriate and unnecessary. The other other side feels like y'all doing too much. Y'all making too much out of something that sh really should be left simple. Um, and so. We want to hear from y'all. I want to get y'all opinion on the idea of uh, kids taking uh, pole dancing classes. Um, I'll go. I'll go first with my opinion. Since Toy, you want to make it about me. Um, I don't. I don't really. Not, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, I'm not about demonizing people and, and demonizing people who think differently than me. Um, but I, eh, I, I, I don't. I don't see. You know, what I'm saying the the, the necessity of it. I, I think that because of the history of pole dancing and its origins, even though a lot of it's been reclaimed for athleticism, um, its origins are still connected to strip clubs. Like they still have pole dancers and uh, pole dancing in strip clubs. And even though we've kind of reclaimed it to make it more athletic. So because of that history, I do think that it, it creates some issues. It causes some issues, um, not necessarily just from the perspective of uh, like, children being sexual but kind of blending that to where it's like difficult to kind of recognize what's appropriate and what's not so that's my opinion on it again that's just that's just my opinion. i'm not demonizing that studio I'm not demonizing them people but my perspective is you know maybe not maybe not 
Sure. Okay. I disagree with the plug. My answer and my reason is going to be uh, reasoning. I won't say reason, but my reasoning will be simple. First, I feel like uh, he attempts to backtrack out of this whole not really sexualizing kids, but you are. You've taken something that is non-sexual, that is not a promotion or a provocation of kids being sexual necessary. And I'm going to say this. I don't know the curriculum of the space. I don't know how the space is set up and how it was designed in the environment. I don't know what music they playing to. Now, I've seen a, a video of like three-year-olds, maybe four-year-olds in like a, like a, like a play uh, daycare setting singing, bend that over, make that. <laughs> and it burned me up to no end. But if you are opposed in a room that is a neutral space and you playing Katy Perry, maybe you a firework and you got these kids flipping and turning and holding on and using their upper body strength. Can you echo it somehow? I don't know if you can pick that up, but I hear it. What? Um, yeah, I I'm echo. But you turn down my headphones. Hold on. Turn down the but yeah, one thing that I said and that, that I said to the plug about it is like, if the pole that we talking about was turned horizontally and the kids got up there and was flipping and dipping and doing whatever on that, we would call it gymnastics. We would call it anything else, and we would be so quick to associate it to certain things. So I don't know. I just say. I think we have to slow down automatically looking at kids and what they do and being like that's sexual that's going to put you on the path to something the connotations are bad and i think people need to check themselves when they look at kids and, and especially in any other situation right in any other context there are moments where you can look at a kid and be like that's this that's that this is how we end up calling kids gay when they're not this is how we end up calling kids fast they just out here kind of they just like not having clothes because you have sensory issues or something. You don't even know. You just want to call the person back. Like people are, and young people in particular are always still becoming. So we don't know as much and cannot just assert that much about kids. I just would question the adults who are managing this process and making sure that they are not making it sexual because then that's where I have a problem. So again, I'm not just haphazardly defending the politics of it. I just am not with seeing something that is not necessarily sexual you being athletic, you using your body. I mean, like, I've seen some interesting, very athletic things happen that have nothing to do with a sexual counter or this or let me put the people. It just doesn't matter. It was empowering the human body. It was elegant. And yeah, I mean, so I think I it's. Just, it, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's multiple perspectives. I, it's it's things that I can respond to, but I don't. It's I, again, I think the what you about to say. What's up? I feel like we've made the assumption that only little girls are going to be in this class. How would you feel if boys took the class, right? Because again, this is all about little boys love twirling and swinging on stuff and doing all types of yeah. so like. I, would you have the it, same with a bunch of boys if it was a boys only pole class? Would they? What would you do with that? I think still, I think still it was, I would still, my perspective isn't based on the, on the gender. It's more so based on the, just the activity. It's male strippers. Like, the, it's like, so the, the like that, 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 that connection. You are the hater and I appreciate that. I love that. Dude. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by it at all. Cause you an ethical, you an ethical ass dude. You just do, you are who you are. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm not surprised you hate on everybody involved, but. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just a little area we disagree, and this is what I meant. Yeah. What's good, yeah. AJ? What's good, Chris? 
Uh, hello, we'll listen more before inserting my insight. Hope y'all will. Well, KJ, we about to dip out of this conversation here pretty soon. We would love to hear from you. I think my last take on it and my last word on it, so we give KJ a chance to jump in there, is just that I think we need to be filtered for our children. We need to be protective of our children. Kids don't need to do everything. Kids don't need to see everything. At the same time, we live in a world where to pretend to quote them and keep them away from everything without showing them and being careful with them, being mindful with them. That's also an option. It just takes too much work to a whole bunch of what other people want to do. They just want to say no. And I don't think that's cool. Um, and I just, I, I'm, I'm validating critical thinking in moments where you want to just be like, ooh, it. Because, I mean, like, it's just really not that deep. But that's just my take. Come on. Yeah, last thing I say on it is it, it it's it's just in that, you know what I mean, I, I do like kids are exposed to so much today that it's it's difficult to limit, you know what I mean, with social media and everything else. So, you know what I mean, I, I am I you know, like black people have that conservatismism in them that kinda of play out in a lot of ways. I'm a prude in a lot of ways, at the same time I'm kinda of mm-hmm. vulgar in a lot of ways. So it's like <laughs> it's a it's, it's a difficult conversation. I'm selectively respectable. I just refuse to believe that if somebody taking a pole class is a more direct trajectory and a line of flight for them to become a stripper than letting them go to the school dance and talk <laughs> a little bit or any watch videos or any other random ass thing that inspires people to be like, I'm about to be a stripper as soon as I'm yeah. available. If you're gonna do that, you're gonna do that shit. And if you're not, you're just not. It just yeah. So if, more if, if y'all catching if y'all catching this conversation after the show, go ahead comment. Let us know y'all perspective on the whole kids uh, pole dancing class. Of mm. uh, in the chat, if y'all catching up, y'all do the same. We want to hear from y'all as well. But uh, to get into the like, that like, green man, that, that new age parenthood is some shit. I bet she ain't got no kids. No, I don't got no kids. Okay, right. <laughs> go ahead, get that out the way. I ain't got no kids. <laughs> I don't want to hear no shit about she don't even I, I got I've been an auntie since before I was born and I've been an active auntie since I was three and a half. I know a little something about how these niggas brains work. Yeah, know a little something. I've shared my perspective. Right. Uh now there let's let's talk about let's talk about what everybody came here for. And that is everybody's, I guess, new favorite political commentator. You know what I'm saying? Charlemagne the God. All right. <laughs> uh if y'all haven't been paying attention, like Charlemagne has been dominating headlines by uh, his perspective and his commentary on Joe Biden and uh, Kamala Harris. Um, and we're going to talk about the takes that kind of blew up a couple weeks ago. But I want to start with, mm-hmm. I want to start with a, 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 like a genealogy. Like if we like go into a timeline of Charlemagne in black culture, because he's been in radio for a while. But he's really blown up with it, and, and the Breakfast Club mm-hmm. is really blown up within like the last what ten years. The Breakfast Club specifically, like being on, like watching clips and all that, right? Um, yeah. So they didn't kind of, they didn't kind of blew up. More of a black culture, right? Right. And um, the thing about Charlemagne, like, and and I want to hear your perspective of like how you understand Charlemagne, and if you've kind of been keeping up with like this new trajectory, you know. But the nigga was a troll. Like the nigga was like he. He was the dude that when you do the interview, he gonna say he's just gonna say something wild, like to get a rise out of you. You like if that that was his. And it's gonna be shit. real bait and switchy, like because he's not gonna mm-hmm. defend it, right? He's not gonna defend it, and so like 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 seeing him as that, that's still what I see him as. You know what I mean? I I, I don't I like the whole making little mama cry, 
getting punked by uh uh by uh by baby even though he t- he took a few shots he took a few shots i give him i give him that he was sitting there like what you mean you know what i'm saying you know we're doing whatever but i still like i think that Man. how charlotte how he charlotte got punked, he got punked by baby i mean for me go ahead I, and i feel like it's a lag a little bit but go ahead it's a little bit yeah go ahead it's on you it's on you well no i was just saying when i think about Charlemagne, you can talk about him being punked by baby but baby i don't I just i think my default commanded that space when it was all said and done he also <laughs> got got together by monique yeah, so you know what I'm saying. I don't know if he was really—he wasn't getting G-checked or nothing like that. He was just letting Soldier Boy just kind of do his thing. But also, that was a legendary interview. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like, like we really we gotta and a lot of truth was spilled in that conversation as well in terms of Soldier Boy's legacy, who he is, and how he the foundation of certain things. So I will not. I see. I say give, and I, I love how people call him by his name, Lenard. Credit. Um. <laughs> But I will say, you know what I mean? Like a lot, in little ways, he's etched his way in and slid his way into relevance in ways that I didn't expect. Right, me too, me too. And so we have the Charlemagne that that we know, right? The Charlemagne that we've uh, become familiar with. Um, But I think what we can recognize as the transition that happened with Charlemagne and the Breakfast Club into this political commentator was... uh, Honestly, I think it was the Hillary Clinton interview. The, the Hillary Clinton interview in 2016 kind of uh, allowed allowed them to be like, okay, now we have a little bit more social credibility because we have we're having people like presidential candidates. We have a Secretary of State come and do these interviews. You know what I mean? So you uh, you have Hillary Clinton, you had Joe Biden, you had Kamala Harris, you've had uh, different um, senators and. Uh, con- uh, uh, and representatives recently they've they've had because uh, they, they do it a lot more now they've had uh, uh, Jasmine is it Crockett Crockett from Jasmine the Crockett Texas. yeah for the rep- representative from Texas um, they've had they had Mark Lamont Hill on talking about the Palestinian Israeli conflict shout out for to Mark a second time, I really feel like before stuff started to like kind of crumble with the breakfast club which i think is important to note because i also think there is an explanation for how charlemagne kind of propelled to what this lane that he's all of a sudden in because of that but it i started to feel like the breakfast for the breakfast club was a checkpoint you had to go through to get in you know what i'm saying like it really did feel like you have to you had to start stopping by the breakfast club to talk about a drop or really get into what you were going into before yeah. you got the check mark of having arrived with the project or arrived with the campaign or arrived with whatever, like you had to stop by the breakfast club. It was getting kind of weird. And even in that way, like we talk about how he got prominent in politics, but even that position. How they got like, there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it was, a, I think it was like, cause they were already big in New York, but it was like, it was the viral clips. I mean, it was, it was once we was able to watch the breakfast club, like a podcast. Then oddly enough that it's, it's, podcast culture that propelled the breakfast club into what it is today um I mean, except out in new york it. again in new york breakfast club was like a staple you know what i'm saying if you big in new york you big like yeah that's just, that's just the reality of it what you about to i mean i think some people especially you know with radio being considered a die an air quote dying form of media um you know a lot of shows and people had to figure out how they were going to navigate the transition some stayed on so this is how you get like the steve harvey show i think still stayed on the radio even when podcast was popping dl hugh still on the radio whatever some people made the leap and transition to 
podcasting as we see on the internet with the breakfast club and stuff like that. And then of course you got the podcasters who would never survive <laughs> in that world. But the, you know, the, and we want, and we want to hear y'all, we want to hear y'all opinions on, on the, on the breakfast club, Charlemagne as well. Just like y'all initial thoughts, but yeah, like the club Shay Shays, cause that's, that's blowing the fuck up right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, like I, he getting new interviews and solid interviews. And he did, he didn't have an interview with 21 Savage yesterday morning. Like, Oh, all right. And You're just talking to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He doing his thing. Uh, so yeah, so you have the you have the you have the growth of uh the Breakfast Club, but then you got this transformation of Charlemagne into like this political commentating figure, which baffles mm-hmm. me because I don't think that the Joe Biden interview and the Hillary Clinton interview was successful. I don't like it was they Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton went on the Breakfast Club and made pe- and, and made people dislike them more. Like black voters yeah. were were less. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the whole hot sauce. Well, where uh, Joe Biden was when he was like, "If you ain't vote, you ain't you, you ain't black. If you ain't vote Democrat or whatever, right. if you don't vote Democrat, you're right. black." Crazy! You, you, wow! Right. So, so wow. here, so here we are, watching Charlemagne transition into this political commentator, when the interviews that he's giving us is is giving us nonsense. It's, it doesn't give us productive political dialogue. It doesn't give us like a clear understanding of who we should be voting for. It really just it it incites niggas, yeah. You know I mean, mm-hmm. like it was the whole like the 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 hot sauce in my bag and the uh, the Joe Biden statement. You're not black if you don't vote for me. Actually, made it harder for both of them. And, and to be honest, it probably it probably definitely put the death nail in Hillary Clinton uh, uh, coffin for her campaign. I mean, I think what we learned a lot was what his platform represents to them like that was like really how they with them coming on there acting like that is a reflect a reflection of what they talked about in the boardroom when they posited you know the idea that they should go on those polls like you got to be on there being like they it's, it's not like you're going to a reputable black culture publication or uh you know journalistic space where you know ear to the ground a lot of people you need to get it is listen we got a whole dem- a, a demographic of voters who we're not getting into. Those people who we just barely getting in, you know, uh, uh, registered. These people who, but they're willing to if you show up in some of those spaces. So you just get mm-hmm. on there to see how they were prepped. Because why would your mind? You wouldn't go to a CNN platform. You wouldn't go to something like that. <laughs> it just would never come to your mind. You know what I'm saying? But it them because of where they were but and who in, they were Exactly, and we have to ask ourselves, because so you, I know, like all, like all last year, you was reflecting that no nonsense progressive politics, right? Like I'm not going to vote for you just because you're better than the other person I don't like. I'm not going to right. support you just because you're better than the other person I don't like. If your politics are still counterintuitive and counterproductive to mine, right? Mm-hmm. So if 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 we're looking at ourselves and we're saying that black people need to become more leftist, more progressive, move past a lot of the uh, the traditional politics that we've ascribed to, Charlemagne and them ain't, ain't, ain't putting them, those candidates and those people in the, in that position. Right? Not at all. And I think that that's, it, it's for them to have what the social cachet, as they say, to be able to do those things, I think it's a, a ton of missed opportunities. And this is not to say that they, 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 they have people on there every now and again, but I, it just, I don't think the framework for the show is to be that portal and to make it though that and force him to be that is just a really awkward and I think disingenuous and disaligned move from right. the tracker. I've already seen what that space becomes for those 
uh, people in in those contexts. Right. So even with so even with all the foolishness that that came from political commentary that happened mm-hmm. on, I think we got an invader. We got an invader. My friend. All right, say good night. Say good night. Good night. Oh, I need daddy phone. You want daddy phone? You want daddy phone? Sorry. There you go. We got to move away. Hold on. There you go. Hold on. Let me look at this real quick. All right. Come on. All right. You good. Go. Shout out to Top Nation, Emmanuel. I hope you heard your shout out. Thank you for popping in with us tonight. If y'all haven't hit that thumbs up, go ahead. We just talked a little bit about. Uh, Charlemagne specifically, but also these tactics, these these, these political tactics in general, um, right. and, <laughs> and how we end up where we are in terms of the people they put in our faces around this time of the year, around this time of the season. Of it. All right. Uh, so with the with the foolishness that we got from those interviews, uh, somehow Charlemagne developed the the clout and the reputation with one of my favorite authors, writers, speakers. Uh, Stephen Colbert <laughs> and like mm. actually I really got into politics watching Stephen Colbert uh I, I like the Daily Show with Jon Stewart but when Stephen Colbert came out with the uh, I am America uh, the uh, Colbert Report and his like yeah. spoof his spoof of conservatism one of the greatest yeah. like political commentary characters ever you know what I mean? It helped me understand politics so much better like it was like and it was such a good comment because like college college I was there to receive it in the way that it was being delivered you know, by him, like it was like just perfect timing in terms of my maturation and understanding. So, you know what was happening. So we get into uh, we get into a place where he now has uh, Stephen Colbert's ear, and Colbert executive produces his show. Uh, it was first called The Guys Honest Truth, then it was called uh, what was it? It was called uh, 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 Hell of a Week with Charlemagne the God, right? Um, it was cool. Right, I think I think one of the most interesting things that that happened to me that happened on the show was he had Chico Bean, the comedian, uh, going along with uh, uh, having a conversation about like black economics with Dr. Claude Anderson, right, a, a, mm-hmm. one of our a, a, a black writers, uh, black thinkers, which I felt like that was he, he was he was attempting to kind of bridge the gap. He wanted to be the black Bill Maher. Yeah. When you watch his show, he wanted to be the black Bill Maher. He wanted to bring on comedians. He wanted to bring on funny people, but then bring on actual uh, scientists, politicians, thinkers, and then have them, you know what I'm saying, uh, communicate. But the problem is we already have Bill Maher. We already have that type of dialogue. We already have those types of, you know what I'm saying, settings. And it really didn't do more than what Bill Maher did. I mean, Hmm. like the, the people... On those, the, the people that were having those conversations with him, all of those things, it was like, this is cool, but again, all, all somebody's gonna do is tune in. On, I've already been watching Bill Maher. This ain't really, ain't really nothing new to pull me in, right? Uh, right. So then, so then that was it was canceled. Like that show, that show was canceled. Um, right. It it it, it, it didn't last. That, yeah, it didn't last that long. Uh, but now we're at the point, even with the terrible, like we had to do this genealogy because even with the terrible takes that came from the platform that he was a part of trying to be political. The show that attempted to do like what liberal slash independent people do, whatever, didn't wasn't successful. Right. Mm-hmm. So these these attempts aren't really working out. But for some reason, we are now in an age, especially with this election, that Charlemagne is the voice 
of who people of, of uh like who the media thinks represents all of black people. Uh be, the best way to show that would be let me pull this up here. These types of headlines. January 6, 2024. Will Charlemagne the God's view on Biden impact other voters? Why? Why would it? <laughs> like why? Why would it? Like we are we know yeah, we know who Charlemagne is. And and it, he's not even saying things that's really too far outside of what everybody else is saying. Because what this what this uh NPR article and this is NPR too. It's like, you know, we like we niggas rock with NPR. Right, hey, that's that's them my dogs over there. What is y'all doing? Right, because like here it says the NPR's Scott Simon asks Politico Braxton Booker um, if the souring relationship between radio host Charlemagne the God and the Biden administration is indicative of black support for Biden's reelection. Why would that be? I respect you, NPR. I like your commentary, and I usually think it's it's even it's, it's, it's uh it's even kill, not too partisan. Mm-hmm. Right, it's, it's it's based on what's actually happening. Why is NPR up here assuming that one black person speaks for yeah. all black voters? Yeah, help me understand. Why is my calling? I said not. He probably got more views on his Twitch stream than listeners on the Breakfast Club. I want to see the numbers. So why did y'all not deputize him as the voice of the people to talk about? You know what I'm saying? Like I just it's such a random choice. I mean, I think just to elevate him to be the person that is the gatekeeper of how black people feel about things. Such a peculiar decision to make. Hold on. Hold on. You good? What's wrong? I'm having a little bit of... I don't know. Is it is it me or is it Toya, y'all? Because I can't hear Toya. So I don't know if it's me. Right, Toya, can you I think me? it might be. I can hear you well. Okay, yeah, yeah, we good, we good. I think it may have been my headphones. I, I need to, I just need to switch up. Tell me if you hear an echo, and then I'll go get some other ones. Okay. I'll let Do you hear anything when you talk? No, not right now. Actually, less of an echo than I heard before. Okay, bet. Then we smooth. Okay. Uh, what, now, what yeah. were you saying? You, you I, I kind of went out. No, I was saying that I just, I think the thing that I was mentioning when it started to go out was just that I don't understand. I bet, dare to believe that Kasa not the Twitch streamer, has more if not the same amount of views on his t- Twitch stream. So why do we not choose, why did NPR not choose them, him, to be like, God, who, who are you voting for these right. days, right? Or somebody like, there's just so many other people. Keith Lee, who do you, consciously? Right. What, what, <laughs> I mean, shit, consciously is a little bit more qualified to speak on the behalf of the, the sentiments of at least, you know what I'm saying, black people or whatever we feeling, but I just, that move, as much as it may have seemed to make sense, kind of just just baffled me. It was that the only headline because I feel like, man, if I don't know who's behind the headline, yeah, yeah. but it just hurt. Like, NPR, NPR hurt me though. Hurt me. Yeah, <laughs> it, like, bro, y'all think Charlemagne the guy? Man, uh, yeah. we were just talking about Mark Lamont Hill is out here killing it, killing the game. He even yeah. got his he got his YouTube channel cracking. He be going live. Mark Lamont Hill, like, why are we not talking about Mark? Like, uh, uh, why isn't NPR talking about will Mark Lamont Hill, Mark Lamont Hill's rant at the church about about the preachers and their role in keeping us voting for the same people? Why does it? Why isn't that more important than like a radio DJ? And it because it, it, it takes me right back to the to the Chappelle show, like after nine yeah. eleven, it was like MTV called Ja Rule. Why do we give Where? a damn about what Ja Rule think about 9 11? Where's Ja? 
Where, exactly. Where's Ja? Like, come on. And nobody's <laughs> like, where's Charlemagne? Nobody. Yeah, man. KJ said, I mean, did you, I don't know if I paid KJ's comment. He, uh, it was said that uh, the Breakfast Club is not politically knowledgeable enough to really engage your guests on that level or rather go to someone like Mark Lamont Hill, but that's just me. He continues by saying his interview uh, with Mumia Abu-Jabbar was a classic. I didn't I didn't know uh, who had it. Oh, must be talking about Mark Lamont, Lamont Hill. Yeah, that he, he, got, he got a podcast with Mumia. Like, it's called, it's called, okay. uh, dang, it's like, it's from the cell to something. I forget the name of it, but it's it's dope. Like it's dope. Mark Lamar right. Hill is That's really getting it in in social media. Good therapy. Uh, shout uh out yeah. Shabo, shout out to Shabo. But uh, so here's another headline, and this is political, y'all. These are it, when I these are the serious <laughs> news, like where most people get their political news from. Even the other news people get news from Politico. Mm-hmm. Trouble with the God. The influential radio host of The Breakfast Club is a thorn in the side of Democrats. But he's also representative of one of their biggest problems. What is what are we saying? What are they saying one of his biggest problem? One of their biggest problem is attitudes of black voters. Charlemagne mm-hmm. the God does not reflect that. No. Uh, and, and if he does, Charlemagne reflects the surface level aspect of the basic things that black people just generally have been saying for generations when it comes to Democrats. Because the, the media have it, has it mixed up. And correct me if I'm wrong. They have it mixed up that we are, like, convinced to vote for Democrats. No. We actively yeah. make the choice to be like, we don't like y'all as much as y'all think we do. But if it's a, when we talk in lesser or two evils, we choose y'all because we don't want to give up. We choose y'all because it's a better alternative than the other than thing that's out there. Or nothing at all. Or nothing at nothing all. <laughs> I'd rather put some hope somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Well, not me personally, but that's the the, the way, it's the understandable logic. It's the understandable logic of people who find themselves in the democratic voting loop, which is just like shit. Like I'd rather fall for the lies and the cap and the feel good moments and the yes we cans and the, uh, what was uh, 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 Obama's? What was Uh, it? Uh, What was it? Change. Change. Right, I rather throw that sticker on my laptop and call it good. That was the thing to do when I was in college. You know what I'm saying? Or, or put it where you gonna put it in? No, nah, in, co- in college, you put your stickers yeah. on your laptop. Like that's what you did. Well, at least when we was in yeah. college, who knows what kids do nowadays? I mean, still not. Trust me, it's still a thing. They okay. Still, oh yeah, because you a teacher, you're a professor, professor. professor Green. Yeah. yeah. So and then also, you know what I'm saying? You got right, right, right. Your, your drinking <laughs> vessel. So yeah. all right, so we got Politico. This is we got Fox News. Charlemagne, like, matter of fact, his, his, what he was saying about, uh, when he said that he regrets supporting Kamala and Joe Biden, like it was becoming, it was becoming such a wave, him saying that, that he had to come out and say, like specifically to correct Fox News and saying that even though Joe Biden has his issues, Trump will be the Mm -hmm. end of America. He, he had to rebuttal Fox News because they was even using his his, his frustration, his expressions, right, to the, to to add today. And it's Tommy Lauren. They, and they don't mm-hmm. even like each other. Like Tommy Lauren and Charlemagne or whatever. Like, right. So mm-hmm. a, again, we seeing him, we seeing him dominate all of these conversations simply because he said this one thing. And and his endorsement was literally was supposed to be the black endorsement. Him being on the Breakfast Club was the black endorsement. Hillary Clinton being mm-hmm. on the Breakfast Club was the black endorsement. That's not true. Charlemagne couldn't have said nothing. 
Joe Biden could have never came on the uh, came on his show, and Joe Biden would have still got elected. Didn't make a difference. True. So why does it make a difference that he's saying he regretted? Because they need somebody. They need to. They. I think these 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 parties need to feel tapped in. They need to feel connected. They need to feel relevant. And so, and I'm still I'm echoing pretty bad now, but they. <laughs> have got to pick somebody and I don't think they want to pick the wrong somebody. I don't know who that person exists though. And here's here was my theory. I feel like it was a mutually beneficial decision to deputize Char Charlemagne because you got DJ Envy doing whatever the hell he doing, about to go to jail. You got Justin uh you have uh what what was your name? Um Jess Hilarious? No, I'm about to, I'm about to get to her in a second. You got uh, Angela Yee. That was on there. Angela Yee. Angela Yee. Remember when uh, who was that? Webby was trying to pronounce that name. He was like Angela Yee. <laughs> Angela McGee. She said that. Charlotte Magan. Y'all got some. Yeah, he said y'all got some names. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Angela Yee made her departure. I don't know if y'all just heard. Y'all heard, but just hilarious. I, I guess apparently put the car before the horse and maybe announcing too soon about the, the Breakfast Club recently this week. So she's not going to be on that show no more. It's just like a lot of stuff we're happening around that much. So I think it was opportunistic for both sides for him to start really being a little bit more active in political things and making those rounds and really putting some of his energy and capacity into those types of conversations. Uh, at the same time as the show and its foundation in this direction, I probably, I, I would guess it's probably more taken than it's ever been. So. Mm -hmm. Oh, they were saying they couldn't hear me. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah. So what I was saying, what I was saying was Charlemagne is a better example of what we consider an industry plan because we, we go as far as talking about like them literally being placed there. Nah, it's black people that work really hard. It's black people that invest a lot of their time, a lot of effort. They invest. Uh, yeah. Let me know if y'all can hear me now. Yeah, let me know if and me too. They invest a lot of their time. Let me know if y'all can hear me. Yeah, they invested uh they invested a lot of time, a lot of effort, and and grinded to get to where they was at. Then when they got there, this is how they become a plant. They get there mm -hmm. and then they begin to be manipulated by the media in order to influence black people. That's 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 what makes you a plant. It's how yeah. are you being used? How are you being manipulated? Yes, congratulations. You blew up. 
They like now you have their attention. But is that a good thing? Is it a good thing that they, that you got their attention like that? Because yeah, right. you like looking at all these headlines like, man, everybody running with my opinion. And as as that individual, that feels good. But are you but who literally asked themselves like uh should I be the one that everybody listening to? I'm sitting there having conversations with Mark Lamont Hill. I mean, of course you're not going to answer that question. That's because at this level in his career, you got to pay him for his time. You got to pay him for his energy. And so again, mutually beneficial, <clears throat> excuse me, opportunities and relationships where they get, you know what I'm saying, a voice of the black community, a voice that, you know, can be the canary in the coal mine of uh, young millennials and gen zers of today and i guess he's probably old enough to be gen x so they grew yeah, in his like he's, he's a generation before us yeah he's a generation above us and so like in the same yeah. then charlamagne will go and do some you know extra publicity or to me especially in politics it's always going to be a deal behind the curtain there's a reason you know what i'm saying like that that people go out of their way that people get benefits to do this that they, there's their advantages to these behaviors and so like I, I, I think what's less interesting to me is Charlemagne proper, and more the fact that he ain't the first version of this we've seen. You know what I'm saying? Like that's and that's a great point because I want I want us to start. Is there a way to work on my medical? Yeah, I'm, I'm, medical? I'm, I'm, I'm working on it because I'm still trying to hear you, but you know you're playing off the speakers, gotcha. man. Um, gotcha. So. It's a there. It, that's why they couldn't hear me earlier because I was muting to make sure that it wouldn't. Echo. And not to say how how long before Lamar goes MAGA. <sighs> the way I don't, I don't think he'll go MAGA. I don't. I don't, I don't think he'll go MAGA. Like it's it's too many. We forget. Like we really think because Donald Trump oh. get talked about so much that he's really that popular. He's not. He's not. We talk about him a lot, but Charlemagne going MAGA would destroy. He's done. His career would be done. Like yeah, he right. may be able to get picked up by Fox News or something like that, but once you start going that direction, the Charlie Kirk direction and all of that, niggas ain't rocking with you. Niggas ain't looking at you. you know what I'm saying niggas ain't. That's his bread and butter. When it's all said and done, he got too many appendages to to black people to go off the deep end like that. That'd be that's that's what they call career um, unaliving, and we don't want to do that. He don't want to do that. Right. So, uh, but I, I think you make a great point when you say that. Um, all of this is less about Charlemagne proper, but more about the tactics that are used and that are deployed to manipulate black people, like black voters, right? Yeah. Now, again, let me be clear about something. Those tactics. Daddy, yes, sir. Help me. Hey, have your mommy help me. Have your mommy help me. Lock that door. <laughs> <laughs> have to lock the door on him. I love you, son. But yeah, got locked the door. Uh, but I think what, what what's now important that we discuss is one what Malcolm X told us a long time ago, right? Mm -hmm. Malcolm X raised the question: Why do black people have to rely on celebrities to be our political leaders? Why do we rely on the people that make us laugh, that entertain us, mm -hmm. right? That that keep our brains occupied. What makes them equipped to have the type of political dialogue that's necessary? Like, I think, for example, the reason why Charlemagne the plant is that any political voice that's speaking out there should be talking about black people moving away from party politics. It shouldn't be, oh, I can't, I, should, I regret endorsing Joe Biden. 
or even mm. just tear down Trump, tear down Trump. Black people need to have political dialogues about, yo, ha- have we not recognized that that uh, party politics is what? White on white violence. They ain't got nothing to do with this. No matter how yeah. many, no matter how many of our talking points they manipulate, no matter how many of our talking points they take, they have that. Like they don't, they are not manipulating us. Here's the thing, though. I'm not even finna be on your head for real, for real. But I don't think you want that because those types nah, of conversations, like, 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 like I, I want all conversations about not participating in the political systems at all. Because if we're not playing party politics and we're really talking about what is happening before us and the intricacies of these campaigns then why would we waste our political energy voting for any of that shit? And you would say, well, wait a minute now. You got to make sure you vote because voting is what you do when you want to act like you care. And you don't, you know, you, you know how you, what you go off on. So I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm, there, there was some dissonance there that I needed to point out. However. No, nah, that um, dissonance does not exist. There was no dissonance. I have a nuanced political perspective, and sometimes it it, it gets sure. caught up with y'all talking points. That's all. You just trying, trying to work out understanding my say, perspective and having your talking points. Charlemagne does have. I'm not a better version of his job would be amplifying people who force us to think more critically during these times, as opposed to reactionarily or in response to. Like he is the person that we need to be, you know, filtering this. Democrats should be ashamed of themselves. Why would they only offer this one candidate? We need to be holding this party accountable if they want me to even talk about they shit. Even you know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of conversation I would want from Charlemagne is a demand for where is the not like this is the best y'all could do. This is all y'all got. You know, I, I I feel like not enough people are raising or pressing that question and pressing Democrats on how piss poor it is that they let the Republicans whittle down a field of like a bajillion people. What what, what 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 made the what what makes it easier for them to like skirt accountability is how bad Trump is. Like I think I think it's it would it's easier for us to tear down Democrats when Democrats are in charge, because it's like that's who's in charge. <laughs> you feel me? But the problem is that if if like because Trump is still so politically viable, and the danger that he posed, that it's we need to do something about it. Like and and really again, my I defend people who say, uh, I vote the less of two. I can agree that something has to be done about Trump without agreeing that the person to do it is Joe Biden. I feel like that was like this unilateral decision that was made by establishment Democrats that is just like the weirdest thing that has been the far gone conclusion that guides everything else, but it's some shit nobody is trying to talk about that. Who, who we should really be blaming is Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris was supposed to be running. But she's so unpopular that they was like, nah, that like we cool. Like we I mean, but I don't think that's a, to blame her. We know a, a thousand reasons why this lady unpopular. So I don't think no, she's I mean we but that's the but that's the point though. The Democrats were supposed to transition into Kamala Harris after Biden's first term. But mm-hmm. but that wasn't politically viable because Biden was still more popular than Kamala Harris. So it's I mean, so, so not, not to it's all sad and talking about the right shit. We we should be watching an episode of the Breakfast Club, hearing him break down and kind of get into with somebody qualified qualified enough to have for him to have this conversation with. This conversation is I think the point that we're getting at is why are these platforms not using this? But you were getting into how this is textbook in a lot of ways. So what is what does that mean to you? In a, in a so textbook just means that we can go down the line 
and see how this is a very traditional strategy that we haven't done enough to push back against. Malcolm mm. let us know that it was already problematic that this was, this was the circumstances we was under. And ever since then, we've done nothing to kind of move away from that or even be critical of that. We, we, when it comes to politics and celebrity culture, we still dive head first, right? So I want to first, I want to first kind of point out a few things that, uh, that kind of display uh, the type of pandering that Democrats have done historically. Uh, so let's, let's take a look at a few of the, a few of the techniques that Democrats have deployed uh, in, in order to, again, because my, my position is that it's not, that's not what's really working. It's black people think, vote, thinking and voting in a survival mode. That's, what, that's really what it does. But this is what they rely on, right? First, we got symbolic gestures. Um, mm-hmm. a, a notable example of, of a, a symbolic gesture is when candidates wear clothing and accessories during campaign events that are specific to African culture or history, a tactic sometimes seen in various local and national campaigns. Let me give y'all the, let me give y'all the greatest example of, of, of pandering. Best example of pandering happened more recently, right? Uh, let's see if y'all remember this. Y'all remember that? I hope y'all remember because I'll never forget it. Y'all remember that? Terrible. Nancy Pelosi, if you don't get your ass up, these types of symbolic gestures that really are meaningless but they rely on them right to make it looks like that to make it look like they are in line with black folk uh tailoring speeches to black audiences this is where we talk about joe biden and hillary clinton and their campaigns uh like you like you pointed out the things that they say uh, on black platforms they will never say on white platforms. Never. They would never say anything about hot sauce on CNN. I mean, which is why I'm not going to just say, I mean, of course, clearly white people are not being only the only ones being used, but if they had Kamala talking about smoking weed, listening to Tupac and shit, like, girl, stop. Like, stop. You reaching. Like, you're just doing too much. You are yeah, the You don't even need you to do that. Yeah. Like, you don't need and to do that. Like, who is this? Emmanuel said, I'm out here in California. Shout out to you up in NorCal then in Kamala's former district and nobody out here fooling with her. And that's because they sniffed out the bullshit a long time ago. And it's sad because I, I, from what I understand, she's been doing the hell out of her job, but nobody would ever know it because those moments be career unaliving. They, they really be taking the wind out of people's wings and campaigns and everything else when it comes down to it. So it's, it's rough to see. Um, next, we got, we got uh, overemphasis on specific issues. Right. And again, this isn't this isn't what Democrats do. This is what politicians do. It's just that Republicans are less likely to go on black platforms. Republicans don't really court black voters outside of tearing down Democrats. Mm-hmm. But when they do, they do this shit too. Like for example, overemphasis on specific issues. Right? Donald Trump made it seem as if he was an advocate for prison reform. Made it seem as if. So that's why when people when people bring up, well, what did Trump do for black people? Oh, he did like he let all these black people out of prison. He did the they have to overemphasize this one issue as a way to make it feel like I'm tapped in. So the first mm-hmm. step act is the first thing that people rely on when they talk about what Donald Trump did for black people. They visit uh visit black communities or institutions. What what are we talking about? Campaigning on HBCUs, campaigning at right. HBCUs while these HBCUs are in terrible condition. Like Howard is like the Harvard of HBCUs, and they live terribly. They live terribly in Howard. 
uh, what's, up, what's some other ones? We got promising disproportionate benefits. This one's specifically about Joe Biden. 2020 presidential campaign promised to address issues like systematic racism and economic disparities, which some viewed as an attempt to directly appeal to black voters. And like we, any economic benefit benefited white people as well. So it's a wash. <laughs> like like if we're talking about closing, uh, like, no, seriously. And, and that's not even to say that white people shouldn't like benefit, right? It's more so if we have to close a gap, that means that there has to be something that benefits black people well enough that black people specifically can move up and then we move up together. But when, well, no, I go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but, uh, but what happens is all these all these policies for the economy that 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 has been benefiting everybody has had instead of this, it's this. <laughs> like so, like yeah, is it? A, and, and, in, and in some cases, it's still this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it. So it, it, it's there's this idea that if they focus on this one thing, that they that that they're impacting the black community. But then we as black people are not realizing that you can't even create a policy that can only benefit black people. And we, I mean, and this is what we call interest convergence theory, right? The only thing I, I brought this up, I ended up talking to a student about this a couple hours ago, which is why it's so fresh in my mind. But Professor Derek Bell, who was also known to be one of the godfathers, excuse me, <clears throat> the godfather of critical race theory, um, and really thinking about the ways it applies to everything from the law to the academy to real world, um, talks about how black people typically don't see the needle move on the issues they care about unless they directly benefit white people. That is when their interests will be accounted for. It's only if what the desires of the black what black people desire directly converge or align with and intermesh with the overall objectives of white people. So when you think about, for example, the civil rights movement, interest uh, 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 interest convergence. You know what I'm saying? Like specifically yeah, in the context. My, my father, I just got to say this real quick. You know, I'm a nerd about this shit. Specifically in the context of the Cold War. The Civil Rights... So what Derrick Bell argues is that in the, during the Cold War, America needed to create the impression that it was the, like the, the hallmark of freedom. You feel mm-hmm. me? So to start that, to start creating that perception, we get Brown v. Board of Education. Desegregating schools. So that's where that... The Cold War aligned with the interest of the civil rights movement, which made it possible for desegregation. Go ahead, Toya. I mean, even systems as simple as capitalism and how much sense it makes for me to sell 100 cheeseburgers or hamburgers instead of just 40. Well, if I let these Negroes in here and sit at these counter and I just got to tolerate them for a little while, but I can, you know, boost my sales and have an inclusive space that now is the bees needs of this particular neighborhood, then I benefit. You know what I'm saying? So fine, I'll change my policy. Let me girl sit at my counter and now I'm getting banged for my buck. You know what I'm saying? In in exchange for you just coming here and sitting here and leave and go. And not right. cause problems that you can cause anywhere. Exactly. Now, you know, we, we have more ways that we that black people recognize that's pandering, right? Uh reactive policy announcements. So the way that they responded to Black Lives Matter and George Floyd, not really doing nothing but a whole bunch of symbolic stuff. Um selective mm-hmm. issue avoidance. So they'll talk about certain aspects of racism, but then avoid like police brutality and those types of things. Uh, but let's get back to the celebrity appointments, though. Or not celebrity appointments, but celebrity uh, uh, endorsements. The way in mm-hmm. which they, the way, the way that they rely on celebrities, because we have to, we when we paying attention, we got to recognize that it, it's not just Charlemagne. Every uh, political season or every election season. 
there is there's somebody, especially during presidential elections. And so yeah. who I think uh uh where we start with is we start with Oprah. She Oprah was the big like when it came to like black celebrities really speaking for, you know, what I mean you had people who supported uh Bill Clinton. Um I mean you had some people that supported like George Bush. But even though like people say that like uh Donald Trump is a celebrity, to me the first real celebrity president, like in terms of like uh like how the people treated him was Barack Obama. Like that, mm-hmm. that he had a personality driven um administration. Because Absolutely. with the amount of deportations, with the amount of drone strikes, it's very hard to call Obama's administration progressive. Hey man, that nigga went on Ellen and said, "What is little jeans on?" He yeah, was on the but, nah, you know what did it? That nigga got up to that. Yeah. He, uh, he was doing that speech. Got up on that podium on, and said, on, "Did it?" Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so in love with you. Well, I'm talking yeah. crazy, boy. Like, and Dude. that's and that's why he got reelected because it it was that yeah. it was that connection. And and one of the main people to get him that celebrity status was Oprah. Yeah, her her endorsement was significant, especially putting him in in front of in in the face of black people and and, and giving him opportunity Look, resources. She did that shit so she did that shit so good when he was out. They was like Oprah, run. They, we want you now. Like yeah. it's your turn. They everybody really if y'all recall everybody in the black community really was like we want michelle obama or oprah winfrey uh, oprah. I, Misa, I was one of the main ones that was saying it and she came out and was it's crazy that you were saying it but uh <laughs> she came out and had to make an announcement like i will not be running her and michelle obama both had to be like i'm not doing that like y'all can let that's that true but like for me it's like compared to donald trump though i would much rather have michelle obama yeah, this is true like, i i will back on that for sure uh, then after that we get Jay Z and Beyonce. If y'all recall, they was at you know they was performing and at rallies and doing that for both for both uh, Obama and Hillary Clinton. Now they must have yeah. learned their lesson after Hillary because took a step back, right? Like they even though yeah, technically they supported Biden as vice president because that was Obama's vice president. You feel me? So it's like okay, yeah. you know what I mean. So it's it's one of those. But even though Jay Z and Beyonce kind of fell back in twenty sixteen. They was heavy, right? They was heavy. Uh, but now we can go to the flip side. Kanye West. Yeah. Kanye, well, Kanye validated Donald Trump for so many black people. Still not enough to be statistically significant. But the... What? I still think... Kanye, the thing that pissed me off the most was I know for a fact he had to have spurred at least 500,000 to 100,000 just goofy ass 18 to 25, 30 year olds who just, you just stupid. Like, what are yeah, you doing? Like real there, goofy analysis, like basic. You're out there voting for Donald Trump based on some bullshit. And that just, that makes my skin crawl. I know it happened. So, uh, and, and I also think though, like him running for president, you had black people that supported. Uh, him running like Kanye running for president, all of that. Uh, so mm-hmm. again, we it ain't just Democrats; it's, it's also Republicans. And Kanye West is a big Kanye West is bigger than Charlemagne in Black culture. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But he on the on the dark side. You know what I'm saying? So it, it and the impact that it, the the amount of conversations we had to have with people to be like, what you're saying makes no sense because yeah. they was listening to Kanye West. Astonishing, <clears throat> astonishing. Those conversations didn't even need to take place. 
Um, then we got this. Then we got this nigga here. <laughs> Let me go speak, brief, speak briefly about this young man, please. Then we got this nigga here, Sean Diddy Combs. Sean Diddy Combs. That we got to go back yeah. with Diddy because that was two thousand four, right? So that's that's uh, Bush's second term. Um, and this voter die whole thing was for John Kerry of all people. Uh, who really? Yeah. Okay, that yeah, so two thousand four. That the two thousand four <laughs> campaign was the uh, was Bush versus Kerry. No, it worked. I specifically I remember seeing so many voter die campaigns that really had me being like, "Dang, I'm a vote when I'm old enough." You know what I'm saying? Because two thousand four, I was in high school, like early high school. But I'm seeing. I remember the white teeth that said voter die. Like the box and the check. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying, and, and but it wasn't it was it was a whole bunch of people a part of those campaigns and taking different pictures during that time. He was just kind of I think the more prominent person, and all of the ads would be him and somebody. But I I specifically remember being like, oh, I don't want to die. Yeah, I can't wait. I, and look what happened to oh. him. Like it's like I don't like why do celebrities think that they just got to get involved this one time and that's gonna be enough? Like where is your voice every election? <laughs> and and because to me I only think it. Only you know, you said what? Now I was just about to say something. I, I ironically used the voter die campaign as my example in my class of forcing a dichotomy, which is an uh, an argumentative fallacy. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> there are many other options between forcing uh, between voting and dying, and so you have created a false binary that I have. Right, to and, and, but that's and that's what it's, and that's what it's how, in hindsight how silly it was. And that's what I was saying here. Uh, it was seen as a way to mobilize young black voters, although it also faced criticism for being overly simplistic. Right? Again, a, a, as, as we're going through these celebrities, including Charlemagne, what you're going to hear is elementary analysis. They have a very surface level elementary analysis. Right? Now, now, when we get to somebody like Killer Mike, he's a lot more complex, but ass backwards. Like, Killer Mike, help me understand how you go from Bernie Sanders to Donald Trump. Help that make sense to Brian yeah. Kemp to uh yeah. to uh because he I, I don't I actually I don't think he outwardly came out and supported Donald Trump. He actually came out, let me say, from Bernie Sanders to conservatism, to from Bernie Sanders to Brian Kemp, from Bernie Sanders to uh Herschel Walker. Yeah. What sense does that make? And this this highlights yeah. another issue with having celebrities dictate these conversations because we it's like our pulse as a as a people is stuck to their whim. What they and I'm going to tell you, I think it's what, what Killer Mike does is even more insidious. One, because a lot of his work is directly oppositional to a, a very valuable and progressive Black woman. And so the fact that he is the one taking up space when his Shout effort... Shout out to Brother Rob, Brother Rob. But definitely could be a whole lot more behind the efforts that she's making in that state is terrible. The second thing that makes him even more insidious and incendiary than some of these other people is that he's in a purple state. He is in a state that is very, very valuable for not only the local landscape for the lives of black people, but the national direction of policymakers who align themselves with, you know, morals and principles and values that benefit black people. And so you stop playing with Georgia, bro. Like you miss leading people and guiding people in weird and awkward directions in a state that really can't afford for you to be. That happens. Sometimes I really yeah, go ahead. And to then, you know, try to make it seem like it is because it's just so independent and so full of critical thought. Like, no, you're not. Like you stop. Yeah, it's stop. it's 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 not there. Um 
And sometimes I think I think I think uh, Killer Mike just be on some like contrarian shit. Sometimes I'm not gonna lie. Like I think sometimes <laughs> like it'd be a Democrat that get too popular. He can't. They too popular for him to support. So he just. He jumps As I said, up. I remember when was I remember what Kanye going back to Kanye real quick, saying he didn't vote, but still of course supported Trump for his foolishness, for his foolish comments on slavery, Tubman and George Floyd, the disappointment that any black person still supports him. It perplexes the mind. It definitely perplexes the mind for me. I had to go back and see that comment real quick. But now nah, we we got Kevin Mike. Who else? Um, Ice Cube. Now Ice Cube. We don't really. I don't got a lot of smoke for. I think. I think what Ice Cube. What happened is. He, again, surface level, understand like not understanding, but like approach to a lot of this, um, kind of. He, he, I guess he had, I guess the the Trump, the the uh, Trump administration was willing to talk to him mm. about his like policy, about his plans, and people just kind of ate like people ate him up about that. Like it was just like I mean, but also we found out that he lied about that shit, and that the Biden administration and Kamala Harris tried to meet with him and do some shit. And I think I guess the times and conditions of it was something he wanted, or he wanted to, he wanted to. No, I think they wanted to put him on a call with multiple people who had some similar concerns about the agenda for Black people. About and he America. was trying, he was trying he to talk to Biden. Like he wasn't trying to talk. To yeah, him. yeah. So and you know, so I, I guess in some ways Trump probably felt his ego more and made him feel like he was more valid and viable to what he's on here. But Trump talked three ways out of his mouth, man. That man didn't care about nothing you said. Yeah, and, and so I think he went for the. I think it's just like rich people give other rich people the benefit of the doubt, and so Cube was in a position where he was like, "Well, anybody I could talk to about an economy, about the economy and, and the economic circumstances of black people is cool." I do think he got too much smoke. Yeah, you know I mean, like it's just because, like, because it's still like that partisan shit. It's like, oh my god, you supported a you 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 talked to Donald Trump, like you a bit, like you hurt the black community. It's like, uh, yeah. it's it's it's. I mean, it's 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 misguided, but like the amount that people flip out about it is like is is crazy. Um, we talked about Charlemagne. We talked a lot about Charlemagne, but of course he's on the list. Um, but the last the last two that we're gonna discuss here. Let me see if I can pull it up. There we go. Is uh because Steve Harvey, like whatever Steve Harvey did, nobody cared. Like that he he met with Trump, <laughs> but it's like so what? Like niggas got so much smoke for I, Steve Harvey. Yeah, I remember like, I remember that. It was weird, but yeah, I remember. Yeah, it, but because like I said, niggas got so much smoke for Steve Harvey that it's like that's the last that the last thing we worry about is you and Donald Trump, nigga. Audie, the, we got more beef with the fact that you got three wives and, and both those the other two wives <laughs> started out as mistresses, and you telling women think like a man. So you telling them to cheat on that, that nigga yeah, yeah. and they end up marrying that other nigga. Like, what kind of advice is that? So we he ain't even got past that. <laughs> he ain't even got past that. But LeBron, LeBron was another hard like hardcore Hillary supporter. You feel me? And I think like with people like LeBron and Jay-Z and them, that they got so disappointed because like those like that, they their candidate lost that they was like, you know what? Maybe mm. we should step back. Because uh yeah. like yeah, you've, you've literally heard nothing. From the he literally just shut up and dribbled. <laughs> like after Hillary lost, LeBron shut up and dribbled. And and what annoys me about that is with all the hoopla, I was like, oh my God, why why would she say that to him? He did it anyway. He did it anyway. LeBron shut up and dribbled on his own after Hillary Clinton lost. So even though that doesn't validate anything Laura Ingram said when that shit popped off, it's still as black people, we should be like, bro, do you care about politics or not? Yeah. Do you care about who we I mean, or not? Like, because if because we like nigga, you LeBron, you the, uh, you arguably the greatest basketball player ever. That means what you say influences people. Unfortunately, 
like Malcolm said, but it does. So what are you gonna do? And and, exactly. and Malcolm's criticism is that we even making the the fact that we even making these demands to these celebrities and athletes and everything else is, is extremely problematic in the first place. But nigga, yeah, if you don't do it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Do it with some You're substance. Right. Um, yeah. The last one we gonna talk about before we get up out of here. Oh, LeBron supporting oh, the I, see, I just read that too. Like, no. Like, His PR team what? must have showed up in force. Like, nigga, shut it down. Delete. Immediately. Was what? this recent? Because I, I did not know that. With all the news that I watch and as much as I pay attention to sports, that I didn't see that Man, across I, the desk. So, for y'all who don't know what we're talking about, uh, KJ in the chat said that LeBron supported the IDF. That's the Israel Defense Force. Um, and that's that's currently the people who's committing genocide against the Palestinians. So for Le, for LeBron to support that, extremely problematic. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to look into that, KJ. Definitely have to look into that. Um, and then lastly, what? I, I just thought about something. No, 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 no. What you was about to say? What you was about to say? Krav Maga. Who? Didn't you take some Krav Maga classes or something like that? Some type of self defense classes that was oh. I <laughs> Yo, I did Krav Maga. I did. I, yeah. I, I was uh, I was big on Krav for a little bit. I was big on Krav, but but that but that was that was intent. Like that was before I found out that that was like the official martial art. Of <laughs> <Fighting style. laughs> but, but it makes sense because Krav is the reason why I want to learn it is because it's no it's no nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you go after the eyes, you go after the balls, you you know what I'm saying? Like you go after the weak spot, neck, the ears. Like it was the you know what I'm saying? Well, so didn't mean yeah, that's I had, but didn't I had to leave it alone. I had to like once I found like like the, the history of crowd, I had to leave it alone. Um but right. I, I did fuck with it. So you, you, you love yeah. calling a nigga out. You love calling a nigga out. <laughs> My brain, man, it's my brain. brain, brain. I forgot about that shit. <laughs> I hurt my, my really. I hurt my Achilles, so I had to stop, and then I found out about it. So, uh, but yeah, man, we got a LeBron bugging. If this is true, he said Draymond too. So if LeBron and Draymond supporting Israel, they gonna have some major issues. Um, lastly though, before we get up out of here, the last one we want to point out, which really annoyed the shit out of me, I'm not gonna lie, it's Cardi B. Cardi B was buddy buddy with the with the Biden administration, uh, you know, all for whatever. The only reason, and I'm gonna be honest, the only reason like Charlemagne and Cardi B turning on Biden is popular culture. It's popular to tear down Biden these days, especially when he the incumbent. That's the easiest thing to do. Now, mind you, there are valid reasons to tear down Joe Biden, specifically as it relates to what's happening in Israel and Palestine, specifically. Those are valid, legitimate reasons. But when has Cardi B expressed any type of care for Israel? Ever. Like, what, what statements has she made in support of either Israel or Palestine? Because if we asking ourselves why, Joe Biden wasn't that popular going into it. Uh, and Brother Rob said, black folks' apathy towards politics is a huge problem. And, and we see that with, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Beyonce and Jay-Z. You feel me? But they probably, I give Jay, Jay, Jay moved behind the scenes. I don't know, like, I I have a, yeah, a very weird I mean, it's, I don't know. I feel like we also have to call in the question, like, this behind the scenes movement, because it means right. a lot. What it's are you doing of, behind the scenes? It take, I mean, what are you doing behind the scenes? And that's cool, but some of what is necessary in order to recalibrate and shift and to move particular 
kind of social and political needs specifically for black people forward mean we need front people right we need front persons we need people like in the mix being like hey y'all this is how we're moving this what we're doing this kind of what disappointed me about cardi b is that she went and got too overly politically affiliated with candidates when at first her stick was not here look at me vote i'm lined up with this candidate it was really like let me just say some real shit about what's going on i want to speak to you from right up there is above the conversation like me as cardi b not code switching none of that me as cardi b I'm talking to Joe Biden. I'm talking to Kamala. Was, I, I loved it. I ate it up because I thought she was just really invested in making sure, kind of all like on some chop up show shit. Like we about to take these very highfalutin, very disconnected, disengaging, uninteresting conversations and making sure we put in the cookies where the kids can reach them. You know what I'm saying? We want to make sure that you're not letting this shit get past you, that you're not forgotten, you know, getting caught up in the fancy language, none of the weird shit. And I just want to be candid about something real quick. This is bullshit and I'm going to call it that. So many different conversations she was having that made her so accessible, so real, so knowledgeable. And it showed, like, never confused what she's doing on stage. She'd be listening, she'd be watching, and she'd be reading. And then all of a sudden, it was con- all of it was connected to the candidate. <laughs> or connected to the- yeah, and, and, and that's what okay. I'm saying. It's because, like, and even when Brother Rob talking about the apathy, I think, what, I think the only thing that moves them out of the apathy is, is it popular to have a conversation? Is it blowing? Is tearing yeah. down Joe Biden blowing up on social media? I'm joining. I'm joining because I think for somebody like Cardi B and for somebody like Charlemagne, it's more difficult to defend their position, even when it's unpopular to defend. Like me, I don't give a damn. I told. I'm telling niggas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Biden is not perfect. Donald Trump is a terror. So if you're voting. Vote Joe Biden. No, Damo, you tripping. Damo, you like you you you've heard all the smoke I've been getting. You've been giving it, giving me a lot of a lot of that smoke. You feel me? And, and that's what's frustrating about when celebrities do it because they do it to their convenience. But when it really yeah. matters, when it's really significant, they leave. They dip because it's like Cardi B. Your your relationship with Joe Biden shouldn't dictate the way that you engage in politics. We appreciate what you did. You represented the every person. You did you, you like you wasn't like I'm Cardi B this uh the celebrity here. Let's yeah. talk about you know what I mean. I, I we need to put on airs. Nah, Cardi B said the uh y'all been Miss Ma'am. Like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, uh shout out to Miss Ma'am. Miss Ma'am just joined us. Uh hey yeah, y'all man, go back and watch yeah. it. We need the views. Go back and watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but you. it's like Thank so you. for but to lose out on the potential of somebody because somebody that like come from similar backgrounds as us, like the hood, let's to be honest. And, st- and able to get in a position where she could develop her own political voice, that's only going to evolve. You feel me? Like right. we, like we started with very, like even our political opinions between from our twenties to our thirties have evolved heavily. All of us started out as non-voters. All of us started. I used to make a debate Aggr- argument. Aggressive non-voters. Aggressive. I used to make a debate argument that said "fuck the government," and they was like, "Well, what are we supposed to do?" I'd be like, "Let me show you." And I'll go up because these these debates will happen in classrooms. I'll go I will go up to the board and just said F U C K the government. Simple. That's what that's our stance. That's what we standing on. You know what I'm saying? That was, that's why when niggas is coming at me now, like Damo, you just along for the ride. Like my nigga, trust me, I can explain you no your idea. position better than you can. Please, you feel me? If, but now with you, it's a little bit more difficult because you you and I have. Like we we, op- we we exist within the same epistemic bubble, and but we have yeah. we have these differences. But the the evolution that can happen with somebody like a Cardi B, or even uh or even somebody like a, a Charlemagne, 
if what we cared about was the policy and the impact, not the popularity. Not the popularity. Now, KJ said, I got to co-sign Malcolm again. We can't expect entertainers, especially those with no political bone in their content, um, to guide us politically. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I think similarly with like not voting for Biden, like wanting better candidates, asking for better candidates when right now we only got two. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we are in a position where these types of like politicians are the ones who can elevate these other people. Poly, uh, like are these these celebrities could elevate a Michael Eric Dyson could elevate a who are already they already up there. Let me not say elevate like Michael Eric Dyson and uh, mm-hmm. Mark Lamont Hill. They're they're no slaps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But uh, but it's like those celebrities have an opportunity to give those people more platforms. You know what I mean? If if they if celebrities treated like black political intellectuals. The way that like uh, rappers treat their best friends when they buy them Benzes and you know what I'm saying, be buying them <laughs> chains and all that. Like Absolutely. if like if, if if these people was going out and they speaking politics, like if Cardi B going out speaking politics and she got uh, Michael Eric Dyson with her, you know what I'm saying? Like that elevate him. That elevate his opportunity to reach people who've never even heard of who. Very he is. You feel me? So it's like we don't need the celebrities to be the mouthpieces. We need them to be a resource for the mouthpieces because the mouthpieces and what they need. It need to be the ones who aren't already de facto conscious, right? Because you already kind of occupy that lane and or a portal for some people who are going to find that, but it really does need to be the Cardi B's, the Aubrey's, the damn J's, the Cole's. I mean, pick a person, but somebody who really is up there. It's just like, appreciate y'all coming. Thank y'all so much in that. <laughs> and then I'm gonna slide to the it's open. Right. It's just an open. That's all. You know what I'm saying? And then come down and pop that open. Let that breathe. Shake the ass for me. Shake that ass. Like I don't no, know. No, no. I don't know. It's not my lane, but I'm not so respectable that I don't understand that she has a connection and a gateway and a two loads to people whom I never meet, but still need to receive the word as as the Christian folk will say still need to be evangelized to every corner. Right? right. If you really want to get your you might have to jump in a sexy red concert. Get at a what is that? Uh I'm down with the mood. You back with my mood. What's the ice spice? I'm she was here one second and has kind of gotten quiet lately. Get her. Love got, her. Uh, nah she got a Super Bowl commercial. I'm in my mood. I'm in some I don't know I don't forget I forgot. Not for me. I was about to say, you've been jamming that ice spice too. All that shit. <laughs> My food is good. So I don't get to go nowhere, airports, long drives. I'm listening to all the shit. Go get them and latch them on to somebody who has a meaningful inroads to a way to, to, to get people to do things that matter. Um, I think that's that's the ultimate thing. I think, I mean, we have really explored a whole lot of it. Final thoughts before we put a, put a top on the thing? Yeah, let's do it. Um... I'll uh I'll go first and then I'll let you I'll let you close it out. You can close it all the way out. I think I'm smooth. Generally, I see oh, y'all yeah, next that was your... Thursday. Hopefully. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, hopefully. The last know, thing I the last thing I'll I'll say it is um I you know, I always appreciate when when people attempt to get into these circles and get these conversations. I want more of these conversations happening cuz I'm not interested enough to talk about anything else. Like this is I live, sleep, breathe this and it hurts to see people get engaged only when it's popular because it's like you have so much more to add. Like not even just celebrities, but just like 
black people in general, you have so much more to add, even in the things that's that's not trending, even when it's not a presidential election, even when it's not people talking about it. And so we, we lose out on the opportunity to grow like the the black political thought when it's only when it only matters when it's popular. And the reason why mm-hmm. we get involved when it's popular is because our favorite celebrity gets involved when it's popular. Now, trying to change celebrity culture is you know that's a never that's a, a never ending battle, right? We live in a we live in a, a popular culture, entertainment dictated society. So they're like entertainers, celebrities, athletes. They always gonna have a voice, right? They're always gonna have a platform just because we have how much we adore entertainers. And so, as much as we want to say they shouldn't. Uh, we, we shouldn't put it on them to be involved because they can get involved and they show that they can get involved, we should hold them more accountable. I mean, now, I know that the only thing that really holds them accountable is consumers buying tickets, buying movies, buying streams, all of that. But the, making that demand is effective. And so if these people are going to be talking, they, again, they, Charlemagne shouldn't be the mouthpiece. Charlemagne say something, saying something should not dominate real political headlines. Because again, it kind of it undermines the legitimacy of the media. Because niggas is not ain't nobody sitting around thinking, well, what is Char- how does Charlemagne feel? If anything, they yeah, like yeah, Charlemagne. You should have endorsed him mm-hmm. in the first place. You feel Politico. me? Yeah, Fox poli- News. Right, NPR. <laughs> Shit. So wicked. Um. So yeah. So you know, to close out, we we just in one of them things to where it's like. We have to make sure that we're not allowing what's popular, popular culture, and entertainment culture to dictate political conversations. Charlemagne is an example of that. We have to evolve and grow past that and still hold them niggas accountable. Um, with, yeah. with that being said, uh, we apologize for what happened last week. The, our episode about purpose will be up soon. Now, it, it's not like our typical conversations, but we're going to have more conversations like that because it was deep, it was engaging, and you had an opportunity to learn about a lot about me and Toya. Uh, we will be back Thursday, uh, make sure, next Thursday. Uh, if something crazy pop up, shit, we may be back this week if, if time permits. Um, Never know. And we may go live at the uh, at the at the uh, the AFC yeah, Championship party at Toya's spot. Uh, so y'all stay tuned and look out for that. But with that being said, man, we appreciate y'all being here. Everybody that commented, brother Rob, Emmanuel, KJ, Miss Ma'am showed up late, but she's here. Uh, everybody else, let me see. Let me not forget nobody. J Universe, uh, Chris Harris, hit my line. We had a Shayla, somebody who I never heard too much from. I think in the past, but it was great to hear from Ananda. Shout out to Ananda. Yep, well. shout out to Ananda for sure. Definitely appreciate all the love, man. Up, it's up when y'all engage, we grow. So thank hey, y'all for being a part well, of the well, Um, you know, Jared Goff is having his Cinderella season. Shout out to the Lions. Uh, Brock Purdy and them up in there, Devo is a little afflicted right now, but Christian McCaffrey, all those great folks out there in 49er uh, land. Shout out to you, Lamar. We love you, brother. We want you to do well, we want you to thrive, we want you to succeed. I would love to see you in the Super Bowl, but not on Patrick Mahomes. Bro. I can't help you, bro. I cannot help none of you, niggas. So good luck to you and your fan bases. Everybody involved with that. If it's not the Chiefs, it don't really matter. Kingdom stand up. Sunday is about that time. I ain't got, I ain't got, my, hat got my hat on. I ain't got my hat on. You know what it is. We know what it is already, baby. Chiefs Kingdom. Y'all see the helmet right there in the corner so y'all know what's going on. Y'all know what it's it is. Man. So, hey, love, we love y'all. Appreciate y'all engagement. We will see y'all next time. This the Chop Up. We out. We out.